You're listening to Escaping the Rat Race. I'm your host, Amy Leo, a singer, songwriter, and mental health educator. And our show is all about questioning the status quo and pushing the boundaries into what's possible for human beings and not probable. So tune in and get ready to escape the rat race, not only the monotonous nine to five work grind, but also that incessant internal mental chatter that prevents most of us humans from experiencing more joy, peace, clarity, and freedom. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on wherever you are in the world today. My name is Amy Leo from ReviveYourSanity.com, and today we were originally going to release a podcast on marketing. However, the election is really top of mind, I know for myself and also for Americans and non-Americans alike, so I wanted to kind of offer a a bigger picture of the election. Now, I'm not saying that I want anyone else to feel a certain way based on the results, but again, I want to zoom out on this process of democracy, social policy, and more importantly and most pertinently, how we as individuals come to make choices in our lives that, of course, affect our real-world experience. So, it occurred to me as I was waking up this morning to to use the platform that we all have already. So to use the platform I already have, if you're a teacher, a mother, a corporate executive, maybe you're a singer or a writer, you know, the platform that you already have to share your voice authentically is really the action that you can take in the world Now, I'm not talking about sharing it in the way most of us tend to, what you often see on Facebook. I'm not talking about sharing from a place of shaming or blaming or judging. I'm talking about really zooming out, being more objective than maybe you ever had before, being a light of authenticity in the world. Because if you are just kind of reacting to life, shaming and blaming, then you're just contributing to our current paradigm. And I've seen for myself and clients, friends, and family that, you know, that current paradigm that we're living in, that doesn't have to be the ceiling of what's possible for us as human beings. So I really encourage you to not only listen to this short podcast on a deeper level than you ever have before, but start showing up in life in a deeper way than you have before to really start getting a a clue onto yourself to see how busy and judgmental your own mind can be. I know this may not offer any, you know, solace to folks that are struggling with the decision that was made by America and who we elected as our president, but change really does start within because as an individual, all that you have power through and from is your individual knowledge and experience and how you show up in the world. So really getting clear about your own understanding of the human experience and societal structures, that really does hold the key because that is what changes the world. That's how movements happen when consciousness raises person by person by person. So this short podcast is really diving into a little bit of the brain science and really encouraging you 
and kind of guiding you, I guess, on how we can all make decisions more from clarity rather than making decisions from confusion or fear. I mean, it makes a huge difference to wait until clarity actually appears. And the thing is, you know, we we like to feel in control of our emotions, our state, our surroundings, but sometimes that's an illusion. So it doesn't really make sense, for instance, to make a decision if you're confused when there's stress that abounds. Again, when there's confusion, it's not really common sense to make that decision just because there's maybe a deadline that you or another person put on yourself. Because the decisions that we make absolutely affect us day to day, moment to moment. I mean, the beauty is, of course, we're always free in any moment to have a new thought or a fresh thought and then can, you know, continue to steer our way along life's path, making decisions that are more pertinent in each moment. So there's no fear, really, uh, that you have to be so worried about making, for instance, the wrong decision because life is really always fluid and moving. I've started to kind of get an awareness for myself of how often fear has driven some of my own decisions and You know, fear is just a temporary state. It's just the result of thinking in a moment. It doesn't say anything about whether the decision is right or wrong. It's really a neutral factor. It's just a sensation. I also want to be really clear before I dive into the crux of the brain science and then what I posted personally about the voting is that I'm not saying that real structural, for instance, inequalities exist. I'm not saying that. I'm not talking about positive thinking here. I'm not saying that you should feel or think a certain way. What I'm saying is that there's a potential for every human being to live more from clarity, to live from a space that is authentic and absolutely right for them. That's what I'm saying. There's also a way to navigate life with more grace in your lows and more gratefulness in the highs so that your personal experience becomes more filled up with joy and wellness. And then that impacts the people in your life. It's kind of like contagious. (laughs) We, We already know that. Moods are contagious. You know, if you're sitting at home and someone's in a bad mood, you don't have to talk to them to know as soon as they, you know, slam the door, you can tell from their body language that they're caught up in their own thinking and their own emotions at that time. So I just want to make that really clear that I'm not talking about positive thinking. I'm talking about education. I'm talking about each of us taking responsibility, learning about how the human system works. With that, I wanted to share the post that I wrote on election day on 11-8. I actually had to drive over an hour and 45 minutes to get to my voting spot to get to where I was registered to vote. So uh, it was important to me to exercise my right to vote. So of course, I put in the time to do that. But here's what I posted. It's easy to live in a nearsighted, limited way especially when we are unaware how our experience of life and the creation of life actually happens. I mean, our brains support this, this kind of nearsighted, perhaps limited way. 
And what I'm going to do now is actually read an expert, an excerpt from a book from an expert. His name is David Eagleman. It's called The Brain, The Story of You. But since I am not a neuroscientist and he is, I thought he put this really eloquently, how knowing thyself, knowing how the human system works is crucial to every facet of life, including our political decisions. So here we go. Brain science matters. The strange computational material in our skulls is the perceptual machinery by which we navigate the world. The stuff from which decisions arise, the material from which imagination is forged. Our dreams and our waking lives emerge from its billions of zapping cells. A better understanding of the brain sheds light on what we take to be real in our personal relationships and what we take to be necessary in our social policy. How we fight, why we love, what we accept is true, how we should educate, how we can craft better social policy, and how to design our bodies for the centuries to come. In the brain's microscopically small circuitry is etched the history and future of our species. Given the brain's centrality to our lives, I used to wonder why our society so rarely talks about it, preferring instead to fill our airwaves with celebrity gossip and reality shows. But now I know this lack of attention to the brain can be taken not as a shortcoming, but as a clue. We're so trapped inside our reality that it is inordinately difficult to realize we're trapped inside of anything. At first blush, it seems that perhaps there's nothing to talk about. Of course colors exist in the outside world. Of course my memory is like a video camera. Of course I know the real reasons for my beliefs. The pages of this book will put all your assumptions under the spotlight. In writing it, I wanted to get away from a textbook model in favor of illuminating a deeper level of inquiry. How we decide. How we perceive reality. Who we are. How our lives are steered. Why we need other people. And where we're headed as a species that's just beginning to grab its own reins. And now I just want to return to again share the post of how I was thinking and feeling on election day. It's easy to live in a nearsighted, limited way, especially when we are unaware how our experience of life actually happens. So again, this nearsighted, limited way. The brain is meant to support this. It's built to categorize information so we can navigate this world. But it is fundamentally flawed. It incorporates some of the things we come across in this life into our worldview, while completely ignoring other things, events, and information. Unfortunately, none of our brain systems are objective, as they usually integrate things into each of our own belief systems that support what we already believe, while completely disregarding or being blind to those that challenge our current thinking. Nearsightedness paralyzes people, nations, and is at the root of much conflict. It blocks fresh solutions and insights on how to deal with pressing problems. 
To keep pushing and defending our own opinions, beliefs, or motives without awareness of our shared human connection affects us all, even if at first we can't see how. It's easy for us to focus only on ourselves in America, but nothing happens in a vacuum. We are a global society and our decision will impact Americans and non-Americans alike. As someone who has loved ones and friends who are not American, whose economies are also affected by the U.S., as someone who has loved ones from countries who do not have the luxury of a voluntary armed service, that if war or conflict breaks out, they must go to the front lines. I encourage you to vote with common sense, to tap into your innate intelligence and intuition, and to live life with more curiosity, willingness to listen, learn, grow, and question what you think you know. This will serve not only our country and our world at large, but yourself and your personal problems. If the only thing people learned was not to be afraid of their experience, that alone would change the world. And that quote is from Sydney Banks. Again, I encourage you to look within. You are the only person that has access to your internal freedom system, your internal psychological system, your internal decision-making system. You don't need anyone to save you. It's built into everyone's human system to have these aha moments, these flashes of insight where all of a sudden it's like, duh, I can't believe I didn't see that before, where then you can navigate life in a much more aligned way with who you want to be in the world and who you are in the world. So to live authentically, regardless of the peer pressure that you may be getting from your culture, society, and loved ones. We have a gift as Americans to allow our voices to be heard, to share authentically, to share our voice, and to have platforms. That's a luxury not everyone in this world has. It brings me back to a talk I saw recently by a man named Erik Olsen. He's a Norwegian gentleman who started an initiative called One Solution with his sweetheart, Mark Leeson. And what they're trying to do is really educate to teach how the human system works. Because even though the problems of the world are are complex, the root cause of them stems from the same thing. It stems from the simplicity of not understanding how experience happens. And through that misunderstanding, that misconception, People take actions from there and again come from this place of blame, attack, opinions, war. Again, blaming others for their internal experience. And that isn't how it actually happens. I know it seems compelling, but if you get honest with the neuroscience and also the physics of how energy moves through the body, how the the spirit of universal mind moves through our physiology and our brain, you find that this is not true, that people, places, and things are not responsible for our internal unrest. When people see that, 
one by one, it no longer makes sense to abuse others, to blame others. Instead, you can enter into a dialogue and come to truly satisfying conclusions and solutions that involve compromise and deep listening and possibility instead of doing the same old thing that we've been doing for centuries. So the one thing that Adik said that really resonated with me is he said, you know, I grew up in Norway. I grew up in a good family. I mean, Norway is a prosperous nation. There isn't the threat of imminent war in Norway, right? He said, you know what I realized? The only reason I wasn't taking action, and basically I'm paraphrasing what he said here, but basically his reason for not listening to himself and being authentic and doing what made sense to him, again, with this one solution initiative, he said, you know, I realized that the only thing that could happen to me is that I could feel something. I could feel something I didn't want to feel, like embarrassment or shame or guilt or discomfort. But you could really see he really got that. He really saw that, first of all, that's not a reason not to do something because feeling is always in motion. And feeling doesn't say anything about you as an individual. It's just a temporary sensation. Once he saw that, he really had the clarity of mind, which we were talking about before, to make decisions that resonated with him and to use the platform he and Mara already had and to, in fact, grow that current platform. And he did go on to say, this isn't the case for everyone in the world. There are people that can't voice their truth, that can't speak authentically for fear of persecution, death or execution, exile. That's real for a lot of people in this world. But he said, me, Adik, I don't have that fear of my life. The only thing is I could feel something. I'm going to leave you all with that today. Again, my name is Amy Leo from reviveyoursanity.com. We are still in transition to Contact Talk Radio where we will be having a radio spot soon, Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Pacific. So stay on the lookout for that. Keep investigating your human experience. Doesn't matter the method, either through spirituality, neuroscience, philosophy. Really get clear and question what is true universally for human beings, because our own opinions are not true. Those things are moving and changing all the time, even though it seems like they're not. (laughs) They're not based on truth. They're based on our opinions. They're based on experiences we've had and then our thoughts about those experiences. That's the key. And that's different person to person. So that's not absolutely true. Look for truth. If you do want some resources, I do recommend the work of Sidney Banks. You can Google him and find some good books and some audios. You can also go to 3PGC, the number three, letter PGC.org. That book by David Eagleman's great, The Brain, The Story of You, and you can get that on Amazon. We will also post these, of course, below in the show notes. Again, thank you so much. It's been an honor to speak with you today. Until next time, keep rocking, keep investigating your human experience.